Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message from Open Inspiration. Hope that you're doing good today because I'm doing good. I'm believing in great things for you and me in 2021. Boy, do I have a word for, to, for you today. I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I hope that you're excited. I hope that you're on fire. I hope that you see God in your life and know that he's working for you. He's working things out for your good. Boy, do I have a word today. We're going to talk about jealousy in a family way. We're going to be talking about the book of Numbers chapter 12. We're going to be talking about sibling jealousy between Mary and Aaron and Moses. And how God stands up for Moses just as he would stand up for me and you. I just want you to be encouraged today. That whatever you have on your heart and mind, that it's on God's heart and mind that he cares for you and you're not alone. That God cares for you and your circumstances. We're going to talk about this. Numbers chapter 12. Today is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What makes this Numbers 12 so important for me today? One of my dearest and closest friends, Joel, I love this brother, called me this morning and said, Danny, I was reading the book of Numbers and I was looking at Numbers chapter 12 and I saw where Moses had married a woman from Ethiopia and that his sister and brother now were mad about it and jealous about it. And so I said, I got to talk about it today. I said, you woke me up and gave me something to talk about. And so as the day went on, I just began to read and read and read about Numbers chapter 12. This one of the, this one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. You want, you, every time I say that, you say, well, now you said about everything. But what makes Numbers 12 so special to me? Because, you know, in the King James Version, it uses the word meekus. In the New King James Version, it's going to use the word humble. And Moses declares that he's the most meekest person on the face of the earth. Now, some people believe that Moses didn't write this, but I believe because we know that he wrote the first five books of the Bible, that God had him pen this because God was using Moses because of Moses obedient, being obedient. And you know, the hardest thing for anyone to do is to talk about those hard things. And now Moses, when he comes in this chapter, he's going to have to talk about his own sister and brother. Now, Moses, in his ministry, he dealt with the children of Israel getting mad with him when things didn't go their way. You should have left us in Egypt. That's what they would say to Moses when things weren't going their way. It was better that we died in Egypt than to die out here. He heard this constantly, him and Aaron. The thing that would make Moses 
a prototype for Christ is this. He is considered to be a deliverer of the people. He brought the people out of slavery, out of bondage, and set them free, right? So now we see that he's a deliverer because these people have been enslaved for over 400 some years in Egypt. He is he he gets born, then he grows up in the Pharaoh's house. He ends up killing an Egyptian. He ends up on a run for the next 40 years, right? But God brings him back. He sees a burning bush and has a conversation with God. And God said, now it's time for you to return back to Egypt. And because I want to get my people out of there. I want to free them from the bondage, the oppression, the depression, all the things that go with being a slave and being beat down and bogged down. So Moses is a deliverer. He's a prototype of Christ. And I'm going to show it to you right now so you can see it. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart. Man, God loves you with everlasting love. Okay, now Christ is a deliverer. He delivered men from sin. He takes all our sins and put it on his back and he carries it to the cross. And now we are free for, from sin. So now you see the similarities, right? That Moses in the natural sense, delivers the people out of bondage and out of slavery. Then Christ, we see, he delivers the people from sin. And now we are part of a family. We are part of God's family because of this. Because of the great sacrifice of Jesus taking sin and going to the cross, kneeling to the cross, Redeeming us. And now we can say, Abba, Father. So we know the similarities between Christ and Moses. And so, you know, I just wanted to share that with you right now. You know, also I want to just give a little backdrop about Miriam is named first here. She was the first in the rebellion. That must have been a secret jealousy in Aaron also to follow her in such an ungodly accusation against his brother. Now, Moses had married an Ethiopian woman, and let's, let's talk about this for a second. Cushite, or descendants of Cush, a son of Ham. Moses married a Midianite, a daughter of the priest of Midian. The lands of Midian is in Arabia. Was the land of Cush as well as Ethiopia? Because one time the Midians was a son of Abraham through Kedron. You can find this. You look at Genesis chapter 25, verse through 1 through 4. This is Abraham's wife after Sarah's dad. And he has children. He had children with us. So Moses marries a descendant of the sons of Abraham. So, we understand that, you know, because when you look in, in, just so you can see the similarity with that. Now, we know that Isaac went to his sister, married someone from his sister's family. In other words, so we saw, we, and we see the similarities with Moses and his Ethiopian wife. In other words, that it was this thing that was a custom in their days. 
And so there becomes a jealousy because you know what? Everyone still wants to be equal to Moses when it comes to God. But remember, like I said, Moses was a deliverer. He set the people free from the bondage of slavery. Jesus set the people free from sin. So we see the similarities with that. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I just want to talk about that too. Let you know you're not alone. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in so that we can pray for you and believe that God will step in and change your circumstances and do things for you that you can't do for yourself. I want to let you know that God loves you. I want to let you know that I love you and I'm praying, I'm believing that God is going to do something. Remember, you're not alone podcast. It's just not a podcast show. We're a family. When you listen to this, understand this. I'm in agreement for you that God does something for you in your life. I'm, I'm in agreement that God was going to transform some things in your world. I'm just excited to talk about God. I love that God gives me an opportunity to talk about him. And, you know, one thing that I have been doing, like, in 2020, uh, it's been acknowledging the people in the places where the podcast is being listened to. So I want to thank the people in Belgium who have listened to the podcast, the people in Canada, the United Kingdom, Iran, Russia, and Spain. But in the United States, I'd like to thank the state of California, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Alabama, New York, South Carolina, and my home state of Illinois. Thank you for willing to hear what God has placed on my heart. Thanks for being a part of the family. Like I said, March the 19th, we're going to, it's going to be a day of prayer for this podcast. But we're going to pray for this whole world that God will do some things for his people. That he will bless us and he will bless the world. You know, one of the things that we have upcoming uh, with me and my friend in this church, we're getting ready to go out and pass out these gloves and hats to the homeless. His church is going to make tomorrow's. We're going to spread the gospel. And this is something that we're not just going to do one time. This is going to be a way of life for you and not alone family. We're going to support the poor because it's in the gospel. Jesus said the poor is going to be with us always. We're going to remember the poor. And we're going to bless people. We're going to help people transform their lives. Because we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of God. So I'm excited. And let's get back into this thing with Moses. Amen. With the jealousy. And how they wanted to be compared to be in the same state as Moses with God. But that wasn't the case. But you know how we do things. We open up in prayer. But I want to let you know, I will be reading from the New King James Version. Also looking at the King James Version as well. Because, you know, the similarities between the word meek and humble, you know. So I just want to let you know that's where we're going to be reading from. But let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, God, do we glorify and magnify you on the earth. We thank you for the day. We thank you, Father, for this moment to be able to share your word with the world. Father, I just pray right now, Father, for the persecuted church, Father, for the people being persecuted all around the world because they can't say your name freely. They can't say Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Father, I pray that you bless your people. And for the persecuted, Father, who persecute your church, Father, 
that you would capture their heart, soul, and mind, that you would give them the revelation of who you are, that they would change, and that not only would they change, but they would even change other people who are doing what they're doing, that they say, hey, you know this ain't right to do these people like this. It's something about Jesus that's special. Father, I cry, Father, for the people who just bogged down with COVID, the ones who just can't wear a mask because it makes them feel trapped, God. Father, I pray that you just heal land, that you just heal your people and give your people peace of heart and mind. I pray for the widows and the orphans, Father. I pray, Father, for the downcast today. Father, I pray for the people in the hospital, the people in prison, God, that you would be with them, Father, that you would walk with them, that you would touch them, that you would get a peace. That you would do it, Father, because you are great and powerful and a mighty God, Father. I love you, God. Father, I pray for the person who feels suicidal today. The person don't want to get out of bed today. That you would get them supernatural energy. But not only get them supernatural energy, but give them the power to magnify and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you fired up because I'm pumped up. Pumped up to talk about this. Just love God. Love you. Now let's look at it. Then Mary and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? See, this is a sidebar that Mary and Aaron is having. They're saying, hey man, what's up with brother, man? God speak to us just like he speaks to him. What's up with him? This is jealousy. This is sibling rivalry. But what they didn't realize, the true relationship that God had with Moses, and I'm going to show it to you. Because they say some things that are not factual. And what this reminds me of, in the book of Job, Job has some friends who were saying some things about God that wasn't true. And so what happens in the book of Job, eventually God speaks to Job and answers all these questions of Job. Then he tells Job, I want you to pray for these people because if you don't pray for them, I'm going to do something. And so we're going to see a similarity of this in Numbers chapter 12. We're going to see how this works. And let's go back to verse 1. Remember, I'm reading from the New King James Version. 
Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very humble. Very humble. This statement is often cited as evidence. Moses could have not written the book of Numbers, for he would not have boasted in his own humility. However, the Holy Spirit certainly could inspire Moses to make an accurate statement about himself, probably against his own nature, natural inclination. So, for Moses to write Numbers chapter 12, because we know Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, but there had to be something. Because for him to depend those words about himself, you might would think that it was arrogance. But it wasn't arrogance, it was obedience. Because Moses was obedient to God. He wasn't trying to, guess what? He would have never put this in here if God didn't tell him to put it in here. He didn't put it in because he was trying to make himself to be some big person. He wrote it for the benefit of me and you to understand, first of all, that when people come against you, you don't have to know. But if God knows, he's going to stand in defense of you. Because this is what God does. He stands in defense of Moses, not because of anything else. He, Moses don't even know that they even feel any kind of way. And, and with, inside this chapter, we're going to see that how Moses was considered to be meek, humble person. Because he's going to do something very extraordinary in this chapter. And we didn't even get there yet, but we're going to get there. Now check this out. Let's go back to verse 3. Let's go back to verse. Let's go back to verse 1. I want to just start over again. Just get it right. Then Marion and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the men of Moses were very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Who did that remind you of? The perfect servant, Christ. You got to see the similarity so you can understand. Moses was a deliverer in the Old Testament. Christ was the deliverer in the New Testament. So just think, if Christ is better than Moses, do you understand? God says that Moses is faithful. But he can't compare to Christ. Woo! Let's get you happy right there. Okay, now let's go to verse 4. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses, 
Aaron and Miriam. Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meetings. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. Did you hear that? God came down, stood in the doorway. God met them. This is what I want you to understand. Whatever's on your heart, a man's on God's heart, a man, he loves you. That God met them at the door. Could you imagine? Think about this. And I, and, I, and I know some people can relate to this. If you ever came home from school, who was at the door to greet you? Your mother. You know what I'm talking about? It just happened to me in my childhood. You know, I remember coming home. Always, my mother's always at home. And so she would be the person that greeted me at the door. God comes from heaven, the creator of the universe, of all living things, whether Creeks crawl, doesn't move, rocks, stones, water. Comes down to have a conversation. Comes down to defend Moses. Not because Moses acts, but because out of love, he's going to correct his children. Because they have it wrong. They have the wrong assumption of God's relationship with Moses. They think that Moses is on their level. And they forgot that God used Moses to get them out of Egypt. That God used Moses to get them across the Red Sea. God used Moses, used Moses to be a God to the Pharaoh. They knew this, but they tried to put themselves on the same level. And it wasn't so. Didn't God love them? But Moses was someone that he let Moses lead his people. And let me tell you something for you people who think that God don't care about you, that God won't stand up for you, not just with your family, but with the world. If you trust God with all your heart, soul, and might, God would stand for you. He would be with you in the lion's den. He would be with you in the fiery furnace. He would be with you in the midst of all your difficulties that you go through. Just think, we still in, we still in verse 5. <laughs> oh, boy, I love the word of God. Let's go. We're going to start in verse 4. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out, and the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision, and I speak to him in a dream. Now he's, now he's declaring, hey, hey, you, I'm going to speak to you in a dream. In other words, you know, I'm going to give you a vision. But Moses is a little different. Then he goes on to say in verse 7, 
He says, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my houses. He said, not so much with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Because guess what? They were in the wilderness. They seen God speak to Moses. They seen Moses walk up and talk to God. They see Moses come down with the Ten Commandments. With God's inscription on it. They talk about in the gospel. That when Moses sees God. He comes down. That people couldn't look upon him. Because he had been in the presence of God. He had to wear a veil. Because people couldn't stand to look at the glory and presence of God. And the only reason they couldn't do it because God is good. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. My servant Moses, this phrase is repeated. A servant of the Lord in the Old Testament is one who responds in faith by obedience to the word of the Lord. Faithful in all my house is a reference to Moses' loyal performance of his role as a covenant mediator between the Lord and Israel. He was God's spokesman to the nation of Israel to tell them what God wanted them to know, what God wanted them to do. He was faithful in the house of God. When you, this relationship that you have with God, don't take it lightly. Don't take the relationship that you have with God lightly. Understand that God will defend you. God will help you. God will love you. God will do for you what you can't do for yourself. Do you know that God loves you with an everlasting love? Face to face. God spoke to Moses without a mediator. Also, the Lord did not speak to Moses through a vision and dream, but plainly. It was not that Moses saw the full glory of God, but rather that he had the most explicit, intimate encounters with the Lord, the form of the Lord. This is the likeness and representation of the Lord, which Moses was privileged to see. No one saw that. But Moses... And so, I just want you to understand. Moses had a special relationship. And I want you to know that your relationship is special to God. And you can trust and depend upon God. Whatever you're going through. I don't care what people tell you. You know, you know, some people tell you, man, God ain't real. God don't care about you. But Danny Hampton here to tell you that God loves you. And whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. He will fight and defend for you. And, you know, I always love to show that God has emotions and feelings, that things affect God. Because we're going to find this out 
as we go into verse 9. So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. You know, that's the parent closed the door on you. God, God said, uh-uh, had enough of this nonsense. Boom, door closed, he walks away. And let me tell you, when he walks away, he just doesn't walk away. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Mary became leopard, white as snow. In judgment of Mary's opposition to Moses, the Lord struck her with leprosy for the treatment of a leopard made her an outcast. Kicked her out of the house because of it. You gotta see it. And it says this. And Miriam became leopard, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam, and there she was a leopard. So Aaron said to Moses, Oh my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly. And in which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead. Whose flesh is half consumed. When he comes out of his mother's womb. Check this out. Now I'm going to show you. Moses ain't saying anything. He's not. He's just like. He's stunned. Because guess what? All this stuff is going on. He don't even know what's going on. But God knows what's going on. God brings it to his attention. His brother cries out to him, but let me show you. This is how you know that he was the humble you know, or meekest person on the face of the earth. Because his reaction to none of it is he doesn't have a self-righteous attitude. Man, why was y'all talking about me? Why was y'all putting me down, man? You were wrong, man. Sister, you brother, you were wrong. He doesn't do that. And this is what he does in verse 13. I want to show you about servant. Christ is the ultimate servant. Moses is the servant of the Lord in the Old Testament. So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Then the Lord said to Moses, If her father has spit on her face, will she not be ashamed seven days? Did you see what Moses did? His brother asked. He immediately cried out to God. Same God, don't do it. This is why he's a deliverer. This is why Christ is a deliverer. Christ says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Don't you see the similarity? Don't you see the similarity? He says this. So Moses cried out to the Lord and said, please heal her. Oh God, I pray. Christ on the cross. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. The word ought to get you excited. The word ought to get you excited. You see the similarities between Moses and Christ. Instead of looking for judgment on them, saying, you got what you deserve talking about me. That's what some people would have said. But he does the difference. Christ does the difference on the cross. And then I'm talking about this is this is intimacy. This is this is a conversation that God has with him. God said, you know, hey, I, 
I know you, Moses. But I gotta, I gotta do something, man. Because they gotta know that you represent me on the earth. You are my mediator between Israel. And I want them to honor me by honoring you. Then the Lord said to Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, would she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days. And afterwards, she may be received again. She was healed of leprosy. The only other person that we can talk about is Naaman. This is Moses' sister. They didn't move. She sat outside the camp for seven days. Publicly. You know what they're saying? Man, what did Marion do? What did Moses' sister do? Why is she, why is she looking the way she's looking? God will defend you. I want you to know that God will defend you just as he defended Moses. And so they, she sits out the camp for seven days. She comes back. And don't you think she came back with the right spirit? Let me tell you something. God loves you. You're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm going to close out in prayer. Remember, God fights for his people. God fights for you and me. And let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you for your word, Father. I thank you for my friend, Joel, who just spoke about Numbers 12 this morning to me. And then you excited me, Father, to talk about this jealousy. Father, I pray, Father, that your people would be in harmony, that we would love one another in peace, that we would walk in love, Father. I pray, Father, that your word will just go throughout this world, Father. It will change people's hearts and minds. That people will know that you're a loving God, that you have feelings and emotions, and that you care about everything that's on their hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, we pray, man. I want to thank you for listening to the show. I want to tell you I love you. I can't wait till the next time that we talk. I want to say have a blessed day. I love you. And talk to you later. Bye-bye.